Hey gang, the podcast starts in a moment, but first, today's podcast is brought to you by the Prime Original Series, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, from executive producers Amy Sherman Palladino and Daniel Palladino, starring Rachel Brosnahan, Alex Borstein, and Tony Shalhoub, winner of two Golden Globes and now nominated for 14 Emmy Awards, including Outstanding Comedy Series and Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series for Rachel Brosnahan's performance as Midge Maisel. Open your heart to the show. IndieWire calls so charming, so smart, and so exuberantly feminine. Consider it marvelous in all categories, including outstanding comedy series. Hello, Michael. We are in the middle of the... Screen Talk Emmy Edition, first week of actual Emmy voting, which began yesterday on Monday. And uh, we are going to go through the comedy categories. And I'm Ann Thompson of IndieWire, <laughs> editor at large. And um, we're going to start with comedy guest actor. But before we do, I'm just curious, you've been picking up a couple of anonymous Oscar ballots. And I'm just curious what you're learning from them. Um, you know, they're kind of all over the map right now. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting there. There's definitely a mix uh, in both the drama and comedy category. Some people really strong for Atlanta, some people really strong for Mrs. Maisel uh, and drama. There, there's also a big mix of Game of Thrones and, and uh, Handmaid's Tale. So, uh, we Others, kind of knew those were the yeah. races. There, there's actually a strong uh, sort of contingency of people who love Tatiana Maslany from uh, Orphan Black, uh, who I love too. But you know, it does feel like that show's been off the air for for a while now. So it's kind of interesting that we would have gotten so many people who are still uh, you know really in awe of her. Which you know, granted, she played like dozens how many so so yeah yeah. so basically we're doing the we we should tell people first we're doing the comedy uh performers this week and uh next week we'll hit uh drama and limited series performers but this week let's talk about the 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 folks with the yucks okay so i'm looking at gold derby which um i you know what's interesting about this to me is that when we were in the you know debating the nominations and who would get what and everything on this very site, Gold Derby, it wasn't understood at that time that Bill Hader was a definite nominee. I mean, what I find interesting is that now he that he's been nominated for his because it's a first time, you know, because of he, it's Saturday Night Live. There it is, right at the top. He's he's like heading the whole pack. Uh, or was he always going to be? in here for Saturday Night Live. It was just, it was his other show that he was not necessarily going to be nominated for. Um, I don't know. I mean, Barry obviously is, is one of the big shows of, uh, you know, the, the revelations of this year. So, so I think there, there was always a thought that, uh, he was, uh, in the hunt for, for, for Barry, uh, you know, guest actors a little harder because there are so many possibilities, so many, potential nominees and with the SNL guest actors, especially that's, that's for hosting for the most part. And, you know, they have a lot of hosts every year too. So, uh, so who rises to the top? So in this case, we've got Donald Glover and Bill Hader. Yeah. Yeah. As SNL hosts. Uh, but then you've got guests from Curb Your Enthusiasm and Lin-Manuel Miranda and Brian Cranston. And, uh, 
And you've got Sterling K. Brown from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, you know, who played a ba- bad guy uh, in, in the show. Uh, sort of nice to see Sterling, uh, you know, play play the villain. And then you had Cat Williams, uh, you know, who played, uh, uh, you know, Alligator Man on Atlanta. Also a, uh, you know, kind of iconic role for a uh, co- comic legend. So it is an interesting mix. Um, so who do but, you give the advantage to? Maybe uh, because I, he has so much heat, it's Bill Hader. Well, I think Donald Glover's got a lot of heat. So, but isn't he going to get rewarded for his own show? It, In he some will. regard, he's so, up for several categories, isn't he? So, yeah. So, if people vote that way, then yeah, the, if if you know they they don't want to give him you know both awards, then then maybe it goes to Bill Hader. Maybe it goes to Lin Manuel Miranda, who people really love. Brian Cranston obviously is a favorite, uh, and then of course Sterling K. Brown, a huge favorite, who you know picks up almost anything. So, you know, there's a good chance that one of these winners may end up taking home two trophies. Uh, <laughs> All right. So then we move on to a similar situation with guest actress for comedy. Um, again, you're, you've got two Saturday Night Live uh, contestants, if you like, hosts at the top, the indefatigable favorite Tina Fey, um, who never, never fails to delight, and Tiffany Haddish. Haddish, yeah, she's, you know, it's 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 Tiffany Haddish's world, and we're all living in it right now. So so you know that that could be those of us who know factor. how to pronounce her. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but it's it's uh, you know it's it's a good time to be her. But of course you know Tina Fey is is you know, formidable. Uh, you got Jane Lynch from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and if uh, you know the voters are really feeling Mrs. Maisel, perhaps uh, she does a great turn. I have to say, she plays a comedian, an old school. A comedian who puts on sort of big clothes and down, you know, kind of Phyllis Diller type who really makes fun of herself and puts herself down and and is hugely popular and turns out to be this sort of, it's a great turn. It's a great turn. I'm not going to give it away. Yeah, yeah. But so you have her, you have uh, Molly Shannon from uh, Will and Grace. Uh, Wanda Sykes from Blackish and uh, Maya Rudolph from The Good Place. Uh, You know, again, all very uh, likable, very well-known names. All stars. Uh, inter- interesting, uh, you know, how the, the SNL camp uh, provided uh, several of these names, Maya Rudolph, Tina Fey, uh, Molly Shannon, you know, alums from that world in, in the guest uh, actress category. So there's another tough one to decide, uh, but you probably got to give it to Tina Fey just because people, you know, really love Tina Fey. She's, she's one of the best. So. But there a, I mean, I say this every time, but isn't there a point where you go, okay, been there, done that, let's give it to somebody new. Let's give it to this fabulous young Tiffany Haddish. Could be. I mean, that's, that, that's a real possibility as well. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's see what happens. All right, then we go on to the uh, extraordinary uh, leading men here. Supporting, no, they, these are the real supporting actors who actually have more time is what they are. So we have Sean uh, Hayes didn't get in, so it's Titus Burgess. Yeah, um, so the, by the way, a surprise with Sean Hayes. He was uh, the, the, the the number one pick by Gold Derby voters uh, to, to get in. And uh, I guess uh, the, the Will and Grace Sheen uh, only went so far. So yeah, he didn't get in, but Ty, Titus Burgess, who's um, you know been, been a favorite, been nominated uh, many, many times. Uh, so in this situation, Alec Baldwin, because he comes back and does it so often, 
gets to be an actual supporting actor for playing Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, there's the 50% rule. If, right. uh, if, if you've been on uh, more than uh, 50%, then you are, you are definitely a cast member, basically, even if you're not officially uh, you know, called a cast member. So in this case, he's, he was on enough episodes that, uh, um, yeah. Got he's, uh, he's so then we have Louie Anderson, who, who won for Baskets, playing a woman, right? The mom? Yeah, Louis Anderson's uh, uh, been a been a favorite for a while, and uh, you know, fantastic turn as Christine Baskets on Baskets. Uh, so uh, he's one in the past. Now Alec Baldwin won last year, uh, so you do have uh, several actually returning uh, winners here. Tony um, Shalhoub has won in the past, but not for this particular role, right. which is new as the father on the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. He's wonderful. I was, I, I guess I, I, I would make the argument that he has a Tony, so he might win. This. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to think that quality counts. Um, and then you got Brian Tyree Henry, uh, who is just fantastic and had a great season on Atlanta as Paperboy. And then you've got the sentimental favorite in Henry Winkler. Uh, who is uh. never, he's never won an Emmy. He's been nominated, but has never won. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's, he just he's earned very tons, good of, on tons of rage. On Barry. Barry. Yeah, very good. I could see that. I could see that happening. It's the sort of thing the enemies would do. <laughs> I'm so mean. I'm so bad. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, but, I mean, it's a pop. It just feels like a popularity contest, finally. Um, comedy supporting actress. Um, this would be another Saturday Night Live uh, character, Kate McKinnon. Yep, she won last year, so she's the incumbent. Um, so very much the favorite. Uh, Megan Mullally is in the mix. Finally, we get uh, some, some uh, Will and Grace love. Uh, she's nominated. Alex Borstein from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And then the interesting one, uh, Laurie Metcalf, who despite all the craziness going on with uh, Roseanne, uh, managed to still get a nomination for Roseanne. She, of course, will be back next year on The Connors. Um, but she won a, a Tony. She was nominated for an Oscar for Lady Bird. Um, oh, she, she's, she's having always, a great she, year. She's been a favorite uh, for a long time. So um, not, not a surprise there. Leslie Jones from SNL, nominated last year, nominated again this year. And uh, Betty Gilpin from Glow, uh, also nominated. Zazie Beetz from Atlanta, uh, and Aidy Bryant from SNL. Wow. That is a lot. I would say I agree with you, though. Um, it's all uh, about Kate McKinnon. It'll yeah. be Kate McKinnon. And then we have comedy actor um, with... Uh, all right, so this was won, as I recall, and tell me I'm crazy, by Donald Glover last year. Yes, yes. So... Um, is he going to do it again? I would say yes. I, I think he's going to. I mean, especially this year, um, you know, he did some really amazing things uh, on, on the on the show. And uh, just, you know, he's he's on fire right now. He's Donald Glover. He can do no wrong. So, yeah, I think he's in the with, zone. Without a doubt, he's he's back up there. Um, what, what about you know, Anthony Anderson? Blackish is a very popular show. Is it too yeah. too little, too late? Well, I think I think also there's the issue of Anthony Anderson being in the headlines for all the wrong reasons right now, um, being investigated by uh, the L.A. Sheriff's Department for uh, allegations of of battery. So I I, I think that That's definitely not hurts. Good. That definitely hurts his chances at this point. But uh, you know, 
he he was always a semi contender, but but Donald Glover was always going to dominate this category. Now you do have Bill Hader, um, you know, and and you know Barry obviously was fantastic as we keep saying. William H Macy, who's a perennial favorite, constantly nominated. You got the return of Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Very popular. Uh, and then you've got National Treasure Ted Danson for The Good indeed, Place. Indeed, indeed. Again, these are very popular people, except for at the moment Anthony Anderson. Um, I think Bill Hader's too new, right? And maybe yeah. this. Go- yeah, you're right. It'll be Donald Glover, I'm sure. Okay, you have convinced me. Um, we, we will now move on to the uh, comedy actress category where a newbie could be the winner, um, as she was uh, at the Golden Globes, uh, Rachel Brosnahan. Yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, because Julie Louis-Dreyfus is not in competition this year, as we know, Veep is uh, on hiatus, uh, this opens the door for Rachel Brosnahan to uh, come in. And, and I think she's she's definitely the front runner. I mean, that's a tour this. de force. I mean, it's also um, one of the great Hollywood uh, actress coming into her own stories as far as someone who we didn't see as a leading lady, a comedian, someone who could pull off a role like this the way she did. I and mean, she does, she does, she's sexy, she's, she's tough, she's vulnerable, she's a daughter, she's a wife, she's a comedian, she's everything. It's, great, it's really well character. done. Yeah, yeah, great a character, great actress, and Amazon is definitely, uh, you know, putting a lot of money behind this campaign. So even if Mrs. Maisel doesn't win for best comedy, uh, Rachel Brosnahan, I believe is a shoe in for best actress. So Tracy Ellis Ross was up last year. Yeah. She's still in the mix. Allison Janney for mom. She was up yeah. last year. Allison Brie for glow. What is what, her? Did, did, that she, that didn't happen. She did not make she it. She didn't but, make it. So Lily Tomlin made it for Grace, yeah, and, Grace Frankie and Frankie again. She was also nominated last year. And then Pamela Adlon for Better Things also. Yeah, also from last year. And then uh, Issa Rae from Insecure made it in this year. So Again. Another great group. So yeah. uh, No, this is the first year for Issa Rae. So I that's thought fantastic. she was up. She never got nominated last year? Uh, no, not, not for Best Actress. Interesting. All right. And then we have, this is why you are the expert. Um, we're not going to do comedy series. We're going to save that for another day. Yeah, that, that's going to be uh, in a couple of weeks. But uh, while we're here, I mean, we should talk about the, the big news of the week, what people are still talking about, right? Uh, the, the, the whole Are we uh, going over to the rule ta- change for the Oscar um, side yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, I, th- I think it still has ramifications for the Emmys as well. But, uh, you know, it's it's... It's all people in the awards community has been talked about the past week. And I know you had some strong opinions about this. And it just does seem like they handled this about as poorly as possibly <laughs> could have been handled, right? I they mean, seem to be, uh, you know, it's so interesting talking to them. It's, it's like they had this this crazy barnstorming uh, gov- board of governors meeting where they just they got carried away and and yes they need to make the show shorter fine make it three hours i'm not as upset about the craft categories 
being filmed live during the commercials and then edited for the for the cast so that you don't have all the people walking up and down the aisle you know you can have right. them accepting their award and and the sound guy's going to be there and the shorts people that you've never heard of but it'll be shorter and i i actually like that i don't have a problem with that yeah. um i don't think i think they were right not to do what the emmys do which is to put it on different days um the emmys have so many uh so many categories yeah yeah you know the oscars only have 20 24 so you know it's really not that bad but but in in this situation um it was really the good you know the best popular film idea that they did not sketch out and explain that was the problem and everybody's a lot of people are upset yeah, and I, I think part of it is, you know, first of all, it's it's a terrible name for for a category. It doesn't sound elegant. It's just you know, best popular. It's about movie. the wrong it's, thing. I mean, it's it could be about big budgets, or it could be about scale or scope, or it could be about genre. It could be about all any number of things. But to make it about popularity, how do you measure that? Box office and box office is already measured. We know what the big hits are. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't have any answers, it was part of the no, problem, their too. problem is see, they, they seem to feel very strongly that they're just going to sit, sit it out and low, you know, not gonna, none of them. I, I've checked with my colleagues. Nobody got on the phone. I mean, the, you know, the president and the, and the CEO of the Academy did not see fit to get on the phone and talk to the press about this. And they're going to wait until they have it all figured out. And then they're going to tell us what it is. And then we're going to have another round of complaints, but at least we'll know. It's supposed yeah. to come in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, you know it's 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 amazing how like poorly they handled this. But because all know, they're getting is slammed. All these people are are going on uh, their sites and hammering out articles, speculating wildly about what the rules are going to be or what movies could be eligible when they don't even know <laughs> yeah. what the rules are. I have to say, I have not done this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, and so, you know, on, on the TV side, obviously, this has been the debate for years as well. How do you get more people to watch the Emmys when most of the shows being awarded these days are these smaller shows that not as many people have seen? And it kind of runs into the same problem. Well, how do you what, how, how do you fix that? You know, you can't just create a uh, broadcast category because then you're uh, sort of uh, segregating uh, platforms for no good reason other than platforms. Um, but, you know, a lot of the, the biggest shows on TV, like The Walking Dead or NCIS, um, you know, also aren't necessarily the most critically acclaimed. So maybe they don't deserve awards. But that means that fewer people are, are going to watch because they don't see the shows that they watch on, on the Emmys. Um, should it be a, a popularity contest or should it really be about the best of the best and ratings be damned? Well, th these are businesses. And, and they're chasing ratings. They're really scared. Uh, you know, even though I think 26.6 million is a lot, you did a good story about the traffic issues with the Oscars. And I think that uh, I would prefer to see them embrace what the Oscars really mean to the people who care about the Oscars rather than trying to pull young people in or trying to broaden uh, the viewership. They recognize that bringing in blockbusters is the best way to bring in more viewers so that they have a rooting interest 
in a movie that might actually win the Oscar, but I don't think creating this category is going to take care of that. Yeah, and honestly, you know, I, I, it'll help with some of the viewership, but but at the end of the day, it's you know, people have moved on. They're not watching as much. You know, they're not watching award shows anymore. They're not watching linear TV as much anymore. So, no matter what you do, that Sunday night, you're going to have a huge chunk of people who just you know aren't watching the Oscars. Well, they're, the movies are no longer a national conversation. There aren't that many movies that, unless they're Marvel, that's what they're figuring out. Uh, is, 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 it reflects what the studios are actually making, Yeah, you know, and if they want to make big budget, spectacularly excellent movies that appeal to adults that are really high quality, that are not comic book movies, I wish they would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Titanic looks good in retrospect as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. Yeah. 55 million people watched the Oscars that year, but you know, again, that was a different time. They had nothing else to do that night. All right. Yep. Thanks, Michael. All right. Thanks, Anne. Bye-bye. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.